0: A very warm welcome to all our viewers. Welcome to the Sentinels Newsmakers. My guest today is Dr. Bis- Bishwajoti Jyoti Hazarika. He is the chief at the Department of Head and Neck Surgery Artemis Hospital in Gurgaon. He is in Gurgaon, but his heart definitely lies in Assam. And I'm going to tell you in a minute why I say so. Now first why I wanted to speak to him is because he is a uh, he's of course a doctor but he's also a covid survivor so would like to hear from him how you know his family reacted to the whole thing when they heard that he was positive how he defeated covid we are going to hear from him firsthand uh, about his experience his battle with covid and also he is somebody who is over 2,000 kilometers away from Assam, but he's doing a lot in his own way. In fact, he's doing whatever he can to help people of Assam. And later in the show, we'll find out how. Dr. Hazarika, welcome to Sentinel's Newsmakers.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Aini, for giving me this chance to go to the opportunity to be with you today. Yeah. So let's see how I I can help the people.
0: Sure. Yes. Yes. Of course. So first, you know, would want to hear from you. Of course, you're a doctor, so your mental thing would be very different. But how did your family react to the whole thing when you know you they got to know that you you've tested positive?
1: Okay. So uh, I was expecting I'm going to catch it. It's nothing, when I got it ultimately, it was nothing new to me actually. Okay. Uh, because being a head and neck surgeon, I had to always examine the patient's throat and mouth every day. Mm-hmm. So, so do we take all the precautions. Yeah. Sometimes there will be some breach uh, of security that we, all the physicians or the clinicians or the health officer they know. And uh, it's I mean, so when it happened, uh, actually more than me, you know, my wife and my kids, they got a little bit disturbed, not said worried, they got disturbed a little bit. Uh, and not because of the ailment, because of the restrictions actually. Not because, uh, and my story is like this, uh, when I have the first symptoms of fever and myelgiditis body ache.
0: Uh
1: I first day I thought in the first day, I thought it may not be COVID, but maybe some kind of because I was. It happened early in the morning. It may maybe a lot of exercise and something has happened, so some body ache. The next day, when one more of my colleagues, he also said that, uh, "Yeah, sir, i was not feeling well." Then the alarm bell rang, and then we both of us we tested in our own hospital, and then the next day it came negative. So maybe that was because it was initial stage and it was a low viral load in us. Uh, we got a negative report so but the day i started my fever and myalgia actually i have isolated myself that day itself Mm -hmm. because uh somewhere inside me i knew that i may have it and so i don't want to infect anybody else and then other than my two uh, daughters my uh, elderly mother is also with me Uh, so that is she is in the most vulnerable age group Right. So that is the reason I have isolated my I did isolated myself there. And first test positive came negative, then uh, then I had some pending surgeries. Mm-hmm. So I have to attend my hospital. And during that period, I took all the precautions not to give it to anybody at the time. And and I can't leave my surgeries to my juniors. Those are a little bit complicated. I had to be there and I can't postpone a patient with uh, cancer. They've been waiting for days and then suddenly I cannot say that I cannot do it. Hmm. So I did my surgery taking all the precautions. Then on the second test, uh, it came positive. Hmm. So when it came positive, Uh, Because in between my wife, she also had about a fever for one day and then next day it was not there. So when I tested for the second time, we also did her testing and she became negative and I became positive. Mm. Uh, So I isolated myself in my own bedroom and then my wife, she already, she was in the guest guest room. So actually when the report came, uh, it was nothing like a ball from the blue for us. Uh, I was, ha. Oh, huh. So because already, it was already four or five days. I had my fever and all, diarrhea, myalgia and all. So when it ultimately came positive, it was not like a shock to us. Okay. So already, you I have, have symptoms, to give.
0: You had sorry? All the symptoms. Yeah, you had all
1: symptoms. yeah, I had all the symptoms. Yeah, uh, I had fever. Mm-hmm. I had body ache. I had headache. I had uh, generalized weakness. This is malaise, and then the diarrhea. And the thing that I didn't have is an uh, announcement that is loss of smell or loss of appetite and also shortness of breath. So, other than that, I had all these symptoms. Mm. So, uh, that means I move into this phase very smoothly, actually,
0: yes. with immediate because, huh? Yeah, being a doctor and you were already treating patients. Uh, do non-COVID patients, but you were mentally prepared this, you might get it,
1: by. It, it might happen, and yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and when, and as I told you, the first day I had my symptoms, you know, immediately my uh, wife, thanks to her, yeah. she took all the precautions required at in the home. Yeah. She so immediately I at me in my bedroom, she went out, and she asked my mom not to come out of her room. Mm-hmm. Then the kids, they were in their own room. They are also not to ask, not to move around. Yes. So when she has, she took the, all the precautions, and really, it was that isolation and that precautions help us at the end not to give it to anybody else in the household. Yeah,
0: the spread was contained immediately.
1: Immediately, immediately. yeah, immediately. Okay.
0: But don't you think, you know, usually when uh, we talk about uh, places like Delhi, Gurgaon, or Mumbai, for that matter, unless you are living in a koti or a duplex we are always in apartments, you know? So isn't it a little, little tough, I guess, to, you know, do home quarantine or isolate yourself, and particularly when you have kids and uh, elderly parents uh, living with you? I no,
1: mean- uh, not exactly. Okay. If you have uh, the facilities, like you have your own bedroom with the attached bath and all, and then the rest of the people, they really don't have to come to your room to use yes. the toilet or anything. So yes. if they are not disturbing their daily life, you can, okay. you can isolate yourself in your own, uh, in your own bedroom or whatever room is available to okay. you. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh,
0: so basically, then you did not have to go to the hospital and uh, be there in a.
1: No, no, no. I was not there. Uh, but uh, let me tell you one thing. I was under the supervision of my pulmonologist colleague. It is not that though I am a dog, and my wife, uh, she is also a doctor. She is a pediatric oncologist. Uh, do we know what drugs to be taken but still I was under the supervision of my previous colleague and I was right. uh, taking whatever he was prescribing me
0: okay you know this is something uh, I'm not sure if you're aware you might not be because you're there in uh, Gurgaon uh, Delhi uh, something that our Health Minister here uh, Himanta Vishwar Sharma has been frequently telling most of the doctors here because uh, you know we we have seen a lot of doctors lose their battle against covid here in assam i'm talking about and you know the health minister has been really flagging this particular point that please get in touch with the doctors get in touch with the hospital even if you know you might know as a doctor you might know what needs to be done but at that particular moment maybe you need that extra bit of care and medication because this is in fact a deadly virus. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, exactly.
1: That. And then he is, I am not saying that Himanta Vishya is off the target. He is correct. Yes. And as I have told you, that even I was under the supervision of my pulmonologist colleague. Yes. The only thing that uh, I did is uh, I kept all the injectables and whatever that because we can administer each other it is it's okay with us. but i never took any medicines on my own. let me uh read it again i didn't do any self-medication i didn't buy any over-the-counter drugs only on the prescription of my pulmonary is college. so uh that is how i think the, uh, the honorable minister is so correct that be in touch with a doctor even if you are a doctor. be in touch with a person who is uh who is treating The COVID patient, all doctors are not treating COVID patients, so they have to uh, be under the supervision of a doctor who is treating COVID patient.
0: So uh, something for our viewers uh, and one of the reasons why I got Dr. Hazarika today on the show so that he can share uh, his experiences and our viewers can benefit from this interaction that I'm having with Dr. Hazarika today. First hand, a doctor sharing his experience, how he defeated covid so, a request viewers to really listen into what Dr. Hazarika is saying, and maybe try and follow what he is saying. Never self-prescribe, even if you might be the best doctor in town. Uh, but maybe, like he said, uh, a doctor who is treating COVID patient is the right person that we should turn to at this point of time. So, exactly, uh, exactly. You. Uh, Dr. Zarika, also now run us through what is the situation like in Gurgaon and Delhi, Uh, we had, you know, Gurgaon, though the media did not report much, but I, um, I know for a fact because my family is there in Gurgaon, so, uh, yeah. number has been shooting up and we heard all kind of uh, news coming out from Delhi, of course the numbers are kind of, uh, have stabilized in Delhi at this point of time. So what is the scene like there and the situation there as far as the hospitals are concerned?
1: Oh, the scene in uh, Delhi answer is like, uh, Delhi, as you have that it is coming down, it's not that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's from 3,000, 3,500 coming down to 1,000 per day is actually a good, what you call it, a good curve actually. And talking about Gurgaon, Gurgaon never was at par with Delhi.
0: Hmm. Even
1: in the peak of June, Gurgaon was never at peak. Gurgaon is still, our daily increment is still in hundreds. Hmm. It has not touched the four digits yet. Hmm. So it is always in hundreds and that too it uh, means there was a, a climb but now i think it has stabilized for the last two weeks or so i have seen as delhi has also stabilized in around 1200 per day the rise in uh Gurugan is also has stabilized it's not 500 going to 750 next day it's not a growth system uh, exponential growth nowadays it has stabilized and then and we hope even Gurgaon, the rate in increment will also come down in Gurgaon in the next few days. That is what uh, we feel as a clinician and being working in Artemis hospital, which is a COVID-treating patient. That is what we feel that the curve is also coming down in Gurgaon.
0: Yeah. And um, needless to say, we have a lot of people from Assam and North a lot of students still there, a lot of people from the region in delhi gurgaon i'm sure they would really want to know you know how safe the place uh, both delhi and gurgaon are at this point of time and also uh, as far as the medicines and other facilities are concerned i'm sure uh, the situation is better off there now
1: yeah i would agree to that real last point that this, uh from the medical infrastructure uh, point of view uh, delhi and sir is better off than Assam. So uh, Assam is trying to be, but still it has uh, uh, some years to go. And talking about safety in Delhi and Seher, I would still say that uh, better take a precaution. As Mm. uh, we just cannot go out and celebrate in the uh, street, beating the drums and holaks and everything that it has gone to nothing like that. We still have to maintain that mask and social distancing and wash and all Uh, I would not suggest that uh, the numbers going down uh, is equal to zero number. Even uh, say when the date becomes zero, still I think we will have to maintain this uh, universal precautions. So Mm -hmm. to all my SMEs friends and some friends have noticed, my message is this, though the numbers are coming down, it is not zero yet, and then uh, we have to take all the universal precautions. Not to let if we if we let our guts down now, then we are sure going to have a second wave, right?
0: Right, yes, we can, just cannot be complacent, uh, yeah, not now, never. In fact,
1: no, yeah, it's just like the like cricket means hmm. you, ne- you, ne- you never win the game till the last ball, right? Something like that. So, we have to wait, we have to wait, yeah.
0: So, uh, now another thing I would like to know from you how has life been for the non-COVID patients, you know, like uh, patients suffering from cancer, from heart ailments, from diabetes, uh, from eye issues, you know, because these are certain things uh, where you really need to go and see yeah, the that is, that, and is, that is a
1: very,
0: I mean, yeah,
1: it's very... I, I, I agree. It is uh, a very tender point that you have touched. Yeah. Uh, for us, for the clinicians, it's really painless when we cannot treat a patient because he or she has not been able to attend the hospital. Yes. Very, very difficult. However much we do telemedicine, so you cannot treat a patient. You cannot go into your phone and treat the patient right. You yes. can only advise. You cannot palpate the patient. You cannot do anything physically. So telemedicine helps to some extent, but it is not the answer to this. Yeah, we have seen, we have experienced. Because I will tell you what, uh, being uh, my field being cancer, and you know that cancer has to be tackled quickly, and this right. sudden uh, announcement of lockdown has mm-hmm. put lot lot of people into trouble, lot lot of people into trouble because see we had surgeries lined up, mm-hmm. we had surgeries, and we have and then we got the patients from. Uh, Across India, most of northern India. So, not only Haryana. So, even for Haryana, somebody staying in, I I think, being you being in Gurgaon, you know, where uh, Rewari and Hisar and all these things are. But even for those patients, to travel to Gurgaon was a lot, is was a a huge issue. So, there they have suffered. They have literally suffered. And just for the viewers, uh, comfort and to ease to explain i will explain what uh in some situations we give chemotherapy to reduce the tumor and then operate the patient now what has happened before the lockdown the patient has received the due uh, cycles of chemotherapy the tumor has shrunk and he he or she is supposed to undergo surgery right but because of the lockdown they couldn't come yeah. and there was no way and no authority was helping them and in, and every authority was the, passing the back from this department to that department. Nobody knows who is going to give them the mm. uh, permission to travel, how the permission has to be taken. And when they came, that the golden period of surgery was over during that first and second lockdown when everything was stopped. And when they mm. came afterwards and then the tumor is back to stage one and then we have lost patient. That golden period is over. Mm. So people have suffered that way and then, yeah, as a physician, as a clinician and when you know that golden pit is over, Mm -hmm. it's so difficult to say sorry to a patient who was once curable.
0: Right. That must be so painful.
1: Yeah, it's painful. We we have brought them down to a phase where we could treat, where we can control the cancer and then we have lost it
0: painful that's, for you as a doctor, and needless to say, the plight of the family.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. This, yeah. All patients are not uh, not, not financially well. Involved. They have yeah. to get so much of things, resources, yeah. and then, then they lose it. Because yeah. I don't want to say anything on this. Right? It's, it's very difficult for us. We have gone through the phase. And we're okay. still going through the phase now. Still, the patients are coming and then that's what you get even this morning also i got such a patient and yeah yeah, this pain this this is painful though we are cancer cancer surgeons and we saw the most gloomiest most uh, depressing situations still it's one of those pits in our depression Mm. Right. i think you have got my point (laughs) yeah
0: absolutely can actually feel the emotion that uh, you all are going through at this point of time not like i said not just the family of the patient but as doctors because you all know that all right this is my patient and i am on the verge of you know curing the patient and the patient will all be all fine and suddenly everything is gone
1: it's like yeah that's that's tough and 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 I don't know how my wife is actually because she's a pediatric component, she deals with pediatric cancer patients, and she has also lost patient because of that. Wow. So now we we That's too right? don't talk about yeah. all these things. Yes. We don't at home we don't talk about this because now we are trying to means comfort hmm. means ourselves means we don't talk. We have lost patients because of this. So we don't talk about whatever we have lost nowadays. That's a terrible thing that has happened to everyone.
0: Yeah. Yes, so that's your way of handling with the pain and the loss that you're seeing daily, because because of you know non-COVID patients just uh, passing away, which is something that uh, I think every state is witnessing at this point of time. As i for a fact, in fact, uh, finally the health department uh, had set up uh, that committee to look into the now whether the deaths which are happening are actually because of COVID or because of other ailments those uh, people were already suffering. So that's yeah. that has been set up. Yeah, right. there is something known as this death
1: with, with COVID. Yes. Now yes. there is a new terminology called death with, I mean, cause of death yeah. is whatever is the reason, say malignancy or something, cardiac disease, and then with COVID, there is a new term. And just two days back, I was having a discussion and o- webinar with a group in Pain in Pilate group by the name of Pratisruti. They also told me the same situation, sir. We have suffered. Our patient has suffered because of this. So I think government failed once somewhere. Let me be very frank.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let me be very frank. Yes. Government failed somewhere.
0: Across all states.
1: Yeah, all, across all states. Not only. I'm not saying only once. Across whole yeah. the country. Yeah, it's they not just
0: your Assam, but across states. Here Yeah,
1: across all this. Yeah, somewhere they failed that way
0: right to take care of the non covid patients uh, who are suffering from yeah. other ailments yes uh, so as far as doctors like of course you uh, tested positive but you know uh, i wanted i have been wanting to get other um, doctors from other fields also like ophthalmologist or uh, uh, endocrinologists who treat eye issues or uh, that yeah. issue. How have you all, you know, coped up with this thing? Like when a patient walks in, it's a non-COVID patient walking in. So what are the precautions, measures uh, you all have been taking? Because you all are extremely exposed at that point of time.
1: Right, so see, other than the universal precautions, we're wearing are in the 995 and the face seal and washing our hands and only allowing the patient to your cubicle, to your examination room, yeah. and uh, limiting the number of patients entering your clinic, uh, there's no such uh, precautions that will give us a full proof. Uh, okay. Say, uh, we cannot wear the PPE throughout the day. Mm. But mm. the whole thing from top to bottom, that means it's very difficult. I think you have seen one of those. It means if yeah. you wear it for six hours, it is like, uh, being in a furnace
0: right being in a right. furnace
1: you cannot use the washroom You so in the opd yeah when a patient comes into the er that is the emergency and we do not know the COVID status we go prepared with the pp full pp from top to bottom now opd yeah. it is impossible and then uh for uh, some people are what they are doing they are uh, examining the patient from a distance they have mm-hmm. put a barrier like uh, the, as you said, the endocrinologists, where they really don't have to uh, palpate the patient, touch the patient, or uh, uh, like the medical oncologist, mm, yeah. sometimes they need, but they can uh, keep it to the minimum. So uh, those physicians, MD medicine, so they are a non-touch. They are trying to do as non-touch. But for us,
0: mm.
1: particularly us, we cannot. An ophthalmologist cannot. He has to. and ENT surgeons cannot. So. We are exposed and we are taking the risk. We cannot say that cannot turn out the patient. So that is an occupation hazard and we are ready for it. Just like the soldiers in the border, they know that they have to face the bullets, we are facing it. Right. Yes. The only issue is this. The soldiers do not carry the bullets to whom, but we are carrying it to the, to the family.
0: That's a big...
1: Yes. Yeah. They do not, yeah, that's, that's the difference. Right. right.
0: right. All right. Now, let, let's... Change tracks and talk yep. about what you have been doing for the people of Assam here back home. So uh, you have been uh, holding a lot of health camps and trying to help people in uh, your own way, every possible way that you can. So share those stories with us. What all have you been doing?
1: Okay, okay. Thanks again uh, to giving this opportunity. Uh, say we have. Uh, I moved to. I have left Assam in 2000 when I went from, uh, after I did my MSC from Assam Medical College, I went to Bangalore. And afterwards, uh, since then I have never to go back to Assam. Yeah. Somewhere by default, I wanted to go back to Assam. Yeah. And I did APL for uh, your APAC, and they told me that I am too overqualified well qualified to join the County Medical College.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> OK. <laughs> that is one secret that I have come up means I have divulged in front of public after a long, long time. Now it is 20 years. So I don't <laughs> Okay, So that was uh, the answer I got from APSU once upon a time. Uh, anyway, so I said, OK. I really wanted to go back and take it. Then in the last 20 years, I have been out of Assam. And then for the last 11 years, I am in Delhi. Hmm. So mm, when in Delhi, then I am, I am from Don Bosco, Guwahati. Mm-hmm. So we have many friends from Don Bosco here. Yeah. And then we started meeting, and then over a cup of tea or whatever, over drink, then we started having this. One, let us do something, let us do something, let us hold something. And it all started from a very small, let us, uh, it's like a family a thing in you know, a magbiho. Yeah. So it started, then we started into the magbiho, became a big, uh, a bigger magbiho. And Mark being with three, four families became with 30, 40 families, and then we uh, orga- And then we thought of why not? Since we are holding monthly, you know, let us uh, streamline it. Let us make it an organized situation, and then so many things. So ultimately, we had a uh, we formed an NGO by the name of Bordesilla Foundation. And uh, to just give a summary or a gist of it, what Bordesilla is doing, uh, Bordesilla is like. Uh, a foundation by the SMS for the SMS of the SMS people right if i have to quote somebody i think who said i don't know but in India, for the people by the people something like that uh, yeah. so um, since we formed we have been doing some works uh say as i say i started with the mark Bihou. when we started with mark the thought that okay mark Bihou is mark Bihou. Mark Bihou celebrated all over sam uh, so, what Assam Association Delhi and other things they they go the Assamese way, the normal regular Assamese way, but there are so many other cuisines in Assam, like the missing cuisines and the Singh for cuisines, the border cuisines. So, we thought why not uh, have marked with these kind of cuisines so that the other people, and we used to invite people from uh, people from outside Assam to, and in fact, all the Assamese, they are not exposed to a border cuisine or a sing for cuisine, right? So even uh, my wife didn't know about the simple cuisine, so sometimes So we give a platform to these people. We invited them. We uh, means kind of expose the SMS community in Assam to this kind of cuisine, which I thought okay, it's a good idea. I think I don't. know, It's a good idea, or better. But I, we tried we tried that way. Right? And during Mark News, we used to have because all other organizations used to have some kind of cultural functions, and there is, um, and what we thought okay, let us give our platform to those grassroots level. Who have talent, but somehow or the other they're not getting a chance to come up. So we uh, gave them a chance, and then um, uh, to our what do you call it? Mm. Inner happiness or whatever. I don't know. The can't come up with the exact word. So some of them has really gone to higher platforms from us.
0: Okay, that must be very helpful for each
1: one of you yeah that is satisfying for each of us so then when they used to call us and some people are like oh when they, we brought them from Assam to Delhi they're the first and they have boarded a train right.
0: <laughs>
1: so we got people like that to perform in Delhi
0: yeah
1: and they and they then they, from there they went to higher things okay. that was how we tried and in 2015, we organized uh, in FIKI auditorium, we organized a cancer awareness and a fundraising uh, program in FIKI. Right. Uh, there also, we tried to show uh, different talents oh, from Assam. and
0: oh, Sorry, interrupting you for the benefit yeah. of a, FIKI is yeah. the Federation of Industry and Chambers, one of the leading yeah. uh, industry ah, no, uh,
1: OK, so it is the FIKI auditorium, not FIKI. Right. Yes. OK,
0: Understood. in the FIKI auditorium Delhi.
1: So, auditorium. Uh-huh.
0: The industry chambers auditorium, there. One of the yeah, yeah.
1: Chamber so auditorium. yeah, so there we held a recent cancer awareness and fundraising uh, program in 2015, and uh, there also we uh, showcased some talents from Assam, and 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 also we raised funds for the treatment of cancer patients in Assam, be in Assam uh, or all the patients who come to uh, Delhi for treatment, and then we made a, a movie on cancer awareness. Uh, which we displayed in many places in Assam and in Delhi and other places. So that was one. Where then our foundation uh, had a guest house uh, in a very nominal rate, in uh, near Saket, for again for the benefit of the patients coming from uh, from Assam for whatever treatment. And that and the guest house is, is a little different. There are many guest houses, you know, in, in, in Delhi and Silver for Assamese people. Our guest house is a little bit different because we used to give medical care to them. Whatever patients they are, so in other cases you don't get. So somebody has undergone dialysis, somebody has undergone kidney transplant, and they are there And and both me and my wife, we uh, we had every morning and evening we used to take a round there and see whether everything (laughs) is under comfort or somebody needs something or not. Whatever we have given them, uh, 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 administered injection on them and did the things. Everything we did in that guest house, so that is why it was a little bit different from the other guest house. Okay. Okay. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we have to close the dump because of, as you know, the fun crunches, we couldn't continue with that.
0: All right. So you, you all never approached the government or maybe uh, the Assam Association Delhi and Assam Association Gurgaon? Or Assam
1: Association Delhi knows about us. It's not that they don't know. Uh, but the uh, uh, government of Assam, during that journey, uh, that is the name of the program we had in 2015, we approached uh, the Honorable Chief Minister, the then uh, uh, Mr. Salvanandar Sunwar. Well, he was the then sports minister of the central government. Uh, but uh I'm very sad to say that nothing much happened nothing much happened so we gave, gave it up uh, we have been ha- uh, we have been consistently helped by oil india limited because they are funding us for cancer detection camps in and around the burger and we, are, and we are doing that for the last three years yeah we have to acknowledge that oil india limited is helping us uh, we have uh, conducted many cancer detection camps uh, and we have a state of the art uh cancer detection vehicles so there where we have a minority inside the vehicle and uh that we are doing it um in, an, in the areas in and around deep river because the oil attendant wanted us to have it that side so uh, so we are doing it and still continue now because of the uh, uh, uh we are doing it till that ntcaa thing started now in Assam, okay, ha. Huh. Yes, yes, the car, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we, when you say CAA, we do it doesn't register. When you say car, it registers. Uh, yes. agreed, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say car, but I said okay, yeah. whether it is good. <laughs> I say CAA yeah. anyway, that anti car things, huh? <laughs> so, uh, till the time we were having it, uh, okay. but after this
0: because be COVID started, Ha. I mean, so,
1: we have to stop it, yeah.
0: huh. and yeah,
1: uh, and that was that. The other thing we have done is to, and even during the, our perennial flood, so yeah. we have been uh, doing some sort of service wherever and once we send around 40 tons of uh, materials from here. Right. And how and how we do it is this, uh, because as I said, I am from Don Bosco, Guwahati. We have a, a Bosco Ectician Society in Guwahati it's an uh, it's not a race checking but yes we are doing some service on our own there so uh, see when somebody collects material from people and how does it reach whether it, it you know you are a reporter, you are in the press, you know very well. So many people, what they do, they will go to a flood affected area till where the road goes and then I give a, a sack of rice to somebody just on the bike side of the road and take a picture and then that is their service. Let me be very frank. That's how it happens. They want in the Facebook, they want the YouTube and whatnot and the WhatsApp group and all. So, and how we work is this, we don't want on this line like, we just want to work. Hmm. So, during that period, um, uh, how Don Bosco, we collected everything from Delhi, and Sierra, we sorted out, people have given tons, shirts and all, we didn't pack all those things, we sorted out everything properly, that good thing has to go, good thing has to go, not that uh, somebody has discarded because there is a paint on it, there is a hole on it, we are not, we didn't send anything that day, and then we sand, and then how Don Bosco, 87 is this, they took it to the interiors,
0: so you work in a very coordinated planned manner Yeah, and you are very That's... concerned and uh, you know cautious about what you are sending out to the people nothing that i will not use goes out as relief material
1: that yeah is... it means yeah so that see, in generally in india what happens what is a rag what is a means dust, dusting cloth in whatever you are not using uh-huh. it becomes a dusting yeah. it uh-huh. happens in assam it happens in delhi and so so people they give all this kinds of thing. Yes. Yes. We cannot Three. give that thing. Yeah. Right. We sorted it out, packed it painstakingly, and we sent it there. And my friends out there, they took it to the interest by boat to the needy people, not some on the roadside and TV clicks and and we never published it. Have you ever sent on to Society publishing in any no. YouTube? No, no. You don't. No. We don't want that. We just want it to work. So work has been done, done. That's it. Mm. And then recently we have started a project by the name of Save Rhino. Okay. Oh, Save Rhino, it's not that the rhino population has increased over the years because of good conservation. It's not. But again, it. And then recently we have started a project by the name of Save Rhino. We have so, uh, so yeah. no, okay. So, what has happened is this uh, in the Save Rhino project, uh, though the number of poaching has come down, it is not zero. We have to be very careful and then yep. uh, and so Save Rhino Project, what we are doing is, is first we started with a marathon in 2018 in Airtel Marathon where we okay. ran 21 kilometers to raise funds and then with the help of Kajiranga Foundation in uh, we are, uh, we have uh, installed uh, some uh, solar energy powered RO, RO water filters there, nano mm-hmm. for the benefit of the forest guard, because the forest guards are the one who are at the grassroots level they are the one who are facing the assaults of the poachers so we have to uh, boost their morale up we just mm-hmm. cannot see we have uh, you we know, have many things for the uh, welfare of the soldiers uh, for the navy people for the army people for the police battalion but i think somehow we are missing our forest guards we are talking about uh, uh,
0: in our scheme of things,
1: right? Ha uh-huh. yes. Isn't it? That's what we have seen. As I didn't do anything, but whatever I have seen, I said there is nothing like a benefit for the I mean, these people. So we thought, okay, let us help them. So we started that with that, and then for the last two years, we are even went during the flood and all. We have taken boats inside the Kaziranga, do- and we have uh, done health checkup for the uh, the soldier, the security, the forest guards in the interior of Kaziranga. Okay. Uh, where they are posted inside where nobody can reach the maroon things. And then what happens once the flood, uh, flood water uh, recedes, hmm. you know, uh, a lot of diseases sets in and they are the sufferers. Right. So we are conduct. Uh, and we have conducted and even last November we conducted a, a BCLS. is the basic course on life support for the forest guards. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is how, that is how we are trying to do something means yes. we are going in varied directions, say, for helping the people in Assam. We don't know how, but still we are trying wherever we can.
0: Yes, that's lovely. That's really nice that you all, even if you all are away from home, you are doing your bit whichever way you can. Like you said, you are trying in every direction, but you're ending up doing good for all the people that who you are trying to help. And uh, it was wonderful having you on the show today. Uh, all good conversations have to come to an end of course time is limited yeah so yeah there's yeah, this Chatted yeah. with you much longer but wonderful like i said to have you on the show and thank you so much for the work that you are doing the endless number of ways that you are you know finding out to reach out to people to help them by being a doctor and even otherwise uh, and thank you to uh Don Bosco, Bosco 87, is that your badge? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Bosco 87, New Development Society, okay. yeah.
0: Thank yeah. you to all those uh, Bosconians, Bosco 87, for doing the good work for the people of Assam. And uh, thank you, Dr. Hazarika, uh, for your time and being on the show. All it's, the best. It's my
1: pleasure. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> thank, thank you so much.
0: Stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you all for joining me today on the show looking forward to seeing you again on sentinels newsmakers till then goodbye and all of you stay safe bye